0: listening to the casting for fun podcast the show that talks about entertainment sports music and inspirational stories for all to enjoy we're glad that you could join us today please sit back relax and enjoy the show now here is your host albert pineda
1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this episode is to conclude Star Wars month for the month of May 2023. Uh, A little bit late. Uh, This episode is coming out on Wednesday, May 31st. Uh, You know what? I'm actually considering switching my release dates to Wednesday morning. I, I actually like the idea of like people listening to the podcast in the morning on their commute to work. That's usually how I do my podcasting. So, yeah, I might consider it. Uh, But anyway, so concluding Star Wars month, it's been a really cool experience for me just to focus mostly on Star Wars. You know, if you've been listening to the episodes this month, you know, that I touched on uh, Wednesday on Netflix with my good friends, The Crosses, and then touched on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with uh, Sean and Eddie. But yeah, it's been primarily Star Wars all month long, which has been really great and fun. So to close out the month, I'm going to be speaking with my good cousin uh, Austin Holmes or technically my first cousin once removed but it's just easier to say cousin. <laughs> it's great to always catch up with family and Austin is a huge Star Wars fan so it's great to get his take on some of the stuff going on with Star Wars you know from the past and in recent projects and it's always great to get Austin's take too because he comes from the younger generation uh, firmly entrenched in the millennial generation so he grew up actually a fan of the prequels which is really cool. So so yeah I, I guess to talk with Austin catch up with him and geek out about Star Wars which is always great Uh, and I had so much fun with Star Wars month I'm planning to do it again uh, next year in 2024 so yeah I'm planning to keep the podcast going that much longer (laughs) okay so here we go this is my conversation with Austin Holmes in regards to how much we love Star Wars To conclude uh, Star Wars month on the podcast, I've invited a very awesome special guest. It's Austin Holmes. Austin, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Albert. Yourself? I'm doing well, thanks. It's, it's good to have you on. Uh, it's an extra special treat to have family So, uh, yeah, we're, we're family. It's really great. Uh, for those who may not know, uh, Austin's mom, Sonia, is my first cousin. So, technically, that makes Austin and I first cousins once removed. But, but we're all cousins. We're all family. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I was just oh yeah, they're they're cousin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So so I hope you, your wife, your girls are all doing well.
0: They are. We just got them down. That's that was part of the reason I was late.
1: So oh no worries, no worries. <laughs> but uh yeah, so thank you for joining me on the show. I mean, I, I talk about a variety of entertainment stuff, but the whole month of May, I've been like focusing on Star Wars. Uh, obviously, May the fourth is the official like Star Wars holiday, but I mean all month long, there's all cool cool star wars stuff going on like george lucas's birthday lots of anniversaries like last week was the anniversary for return of the jedi so yeah i just wanted to keep it going for the month of may just uh one more lengthy conversation about star wars uh so i have some questions for you just anything you want to talk about related to star wars is fine
0: sweet i'm excited i love star wars so hit me hit me up with the questions
1: Okay, you got it then. <laughs> okay, so I'm always curious to hear from the younger generation. For those who were born after, well, after the original trilogy came out, and if I'm not mistaken, you were born in uh, was it '94, right?
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so you would have been really little when uh, the Phantom Menace came out. So I was just kind of curious. What was your introduction to Star Wars, and what was your earliest memories watching it? Kind of like uh, as it had already been well established <clears throat> as a pop culture phenomenon.
0: Yeah, I think my very first memory of Star Wars was the huge Star Destroyers. I I remember my dad would like play the, he had, we had a VHS of the original trilogy and he would play the intro of episode four of a new hope. When you see the Carillion Corvette take the screen and then over top of it, you know, comes the huge Star Destroyer, Darth Vader's Star Destroyer. Um, And I feel like very young, three, four, maybe five. I remember seeing that on, on the TV and thinking that was really cool. And then I didn't I didn't see the Phantom Menace in theaters. I saw Attack of the Clones in theaters. I went with my with my family and enjoyed that. And by that time you know Lego Star Wars had come out and so I was playing that on like the Xbox and on GameCube and I'd got I'd really gotten into just the lore of Star Wars and by the time Episode 3 came out I like was so ecstatic to see Episode 3 when that cuz I think that came out in May as well actually. Yeah, the yeah. anniversaries. Yeah. yeah what a month man so yeah may i I forget what day it was but we made a huge deal of it we went to go see it for my brother's birthday and we saw it on friday the very what we thought was opening night you know no no midnight premieres for us but (laughs) um yeah i definitely really remember the prequel trilogy better originally than the original trilogy um but i've come to love all of them you know so
1: Oh, awesome. Awesome. So, actually, that brings me to a, the point that I wanted to ask or question I wanted to ask you now. So, if you kind of remember the prequel trilogy more, more so initially when you were younger versus the original trilogy, uh, do you remember like uh, your reaction of hearing the news that, uh, that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father when we got that big reveal, like that, that, that massive, uh, uh plot twists in this in the star wars uh, legacy
0: ah man you know unfortunately i don't i don't remember what my reaction was to that i think i think because i was i have an uncle on our on the other side of the family on my dad's side of the family one of his brothers is a a massive star wars fan and i remember when I, i think it was between the first and the second episode between their releases, we were talking about, it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, well they're setting up uh, Chancellor, not Chancellor at the time, but it was like the." Um... Sorry, hold on a second. Oh, that's smart. There we go. Um, it was.
1: Train of thought. Uh, not the Chancellor, right? But uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it was between the uh, the release of Episode One and Two, and he was talking about how they were setting up uh, at the time, just like Senator Palpatine from for the yeah. Naboo, the the Naboo Senator Senator to be Darth Sidious, to be the Emperor. Yeah. Um, and I I was like, what do you what what do you mean? And he like explained the whole thing to me, and it was like, yeah, you can see he how he like at the very end of Episode One is like, yeah, we'll take a very uh, a very special interest in your career won't we young you know young Anakin and I was like oh because then Anakin's beginning to become Darth Vader and then, and so he had like explained that to me and I think that was my first mental connection where I'd probably seen that reveal in episode five before but I, because I was so young I, I, it just it was just knowledge you know it wasn't like some huge reveal which is unfortunate because that reveal is one of the coolest ones in in all of cinema history. So
1: oh yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I wonder what it would be like for those who watch it from like episode one, two, three, four, like the chronological order versus release order, where like yo, know, you're you're watching Anakin grow up as a little kid and all of a sudden you see his descend in the darkness and oh wow, this is what becomes of him. Wow, this is insane. Uh versus the other way around where you know you get that big reveal and then you later go backwards to okay, this is what he was like when he was a kid. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to me for for those who actually got it that way, but
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, and that's what uh, we we just re- recently did a watch through of all the Star Wars movies because uh, my wife Tasha really wanted to mm-hmm. uh, wanted to watch through them, and we I've seen so many different theories about you know what's the best order to watch them because she like generally knows the story but when i'm watching all these shows and i'm like oh yeah the bad batch takes place right after episode three or like oh yeah mandalorians after episode six you know five or ten years or whatever and he's like how do you keep this all straight anyways she was really excited to delve into the timeline a little more but we decided to do release order and we did four five six one two three seventy nine and um i feel like the machete order definitely has some merit there going four five one two three and then six and then of course the sequel trilogy, but I also think chronologically it would work really well too. Um, you just don't get you don't get that reveal quite as well because obviously the end of episode three shows Luke and Leia being born,
1: but yeah. Oh, very cool, man. Very cool. So, on a previous episode, I got to talk to uh, my older brother Fernando, who obviously you know as well. Uh, right. He was kind of just describing his favorite like Star Wars action sequence from like anything, whether it's a movie or one of the Disney Plus shows. He really loved the, the train high scene from the Book of Boba Fett. So, it was really cool just to kind of talk about that. Like, oh, yeah, there's so many really particularly exciting action sequences that have occurred in various points in Star Wars history. Uh, do you have a uh, one that stands out in your mind? Maybe not so much like a favorite movie or show, but like this particular action sequence is really, really well done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three come to mind. I'll go through them really quick. The the top one easily, I think, is Anakin and Obi-Wan on Mustafar for me. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And I think that's, again, because I'm a, I'm a prequel trilogy generation. Uh-huh. Um. That is just like the peak of all lightsaber combat and i would love for they, they come up with such cool cinematics for the video games and i think it would be so cool if they just if they shot for having battles in combat like that in the movies i think that would be super cool number two and three really close behind it are the uh, father and son darth vader's scene at the end of rogue one when he uh, almost gets onto that Carillion corvette yeah at the beginning of episode four And then Luke's scene when he goes to save Grogu at the end of season two of the Mandalorian. Um, There's, there's so many like comparison, like shot by shot kind of things where uh, obviously the, the, you know, those are both Disney star Wars, but it's still really fun additions to to the lore of them, of the hooded, the hooded skywalkers being really cool. So yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Awesome. All excellent picks. Very good. Very good. Yeah um so actually going on with uh that with like you know the disney plus shows uh, mandalorian and book of boba fett uh it was really exciting i think for a lot of people to hear the news that disney had acquired lucasfilm because i mean we've gone so many years with like no star wars uh, shows or movies or anything like that so i was curious i mean obviously you would be obviously old enough to remember when uh the news was first announced what was your reaction when you heard that uh, disney was going to be acquiring lucasfilm back in 2012.
0: um my reaction was good i think it was overall generally pretty positive i was excited by i think i remember researching um some of the conversation happening with like bob Iger, Kathleen kennedy and george lucas at the time Yeah, where he supposedly had like given them an outline for his for what he wanted the sequel trilogy to be mm-hmm. and you know after the fact we know that they didn't they kind of just threw that away and we like we're gonna do our own thing thanks no thanks um, which was a bummer, but I definitely was I was pretty excited because I knew that they'd done the Clone Wars, and I really loved all the animated Clone Wars stuff that they'd done. And I was like, oh, you know, they've worked with Disney already, and it like it makes sense. I'm I'm super excited about it, but um, yeah, I think that was my reaction.
1: Oh, okay, very good, very good. And then we can see that they've done some really cool stuff or really exciting stuff with uh, the Star Wars franchise as a result. Like for instance, uh, bringing back uh, Boba Fett essentially from the dead. So, do you? What was your reaction? I mean, were you a big Boba Fett fan? Were you excited to hear that they were going to be bringing them back? <clears throat>
0: um, yeah, I was. Uh, I'm not a huge Boba Fett fan. I always thought he was really cool, and uh, yeah, it's really my my biases man toward the prequel trilogy are coming out. I I think I was always more of a Jango Fett fan just because I loved the sound of his blaster. You know, the iconic doo do little echo thing that they do. Um, but I loved when they brought him back. And I actually really, really enjoyed Book of Boba Fett and was surprised as I was watching it with some of my coworkers to hear them say that they didn't like it. Because I, I I I had a hoot, you know, I thought it was just a really fun time. And I loved what they did with him, But a lot of people were, you know, hoping that he was going to stay the mysterious mercenary, you know, the broody killer kind of guy. And I enjoyed what they did in the other direction, so...
1: OK, very good. Very good. And then another question along the lines of like uh, what, what Disney has done with the franchise since they took over. We see that, you know, all throughout Hollywood, like defect technology has really taken off. Like, you know, so many uh, shows, movies are like utilizing it sometimes to really excellent effect, sometimes to maybe not so much. But for the most part, it seems that the Star Wars fandom has really, really loved uh, Mark Hamill's portrayal or like the, the younger recreation of Luke Skywalker and season uh, two A Mandalorian and season uh, of the uh, book of Boba Pet. But then we've also had examples of say like uh, the solo movie where they actually cast a young actor to to play a younger version of Han Solo. So I was kind of curious from your point of view, do you have a, a preference like, you know, deep fake technology to digitally recreate people or do you kind of prefer the idea of like seeing uh, younger actors take over the, the roles? Um,
0: I think I've always noticed when they've done the CGI cgi ifying, you know, when they when they made them look a lot younger uh, and it it it's really uncanny valley and i I just prefer that they not. I think it'd be really cool. I've seen some super cool fan posters of Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker, which I think would be super cool. Um, and I, I yeah I would just prefer they recast, especially where they did it with Han Solo, and Han Solo is arguably, you know, it's him, Leia, and Luke that are, like, the big three of the original trilogy, and if they've already done it with one, why can't they do it with the other two? N- nothing against Mark Hamill, because I really I really enjoy what he's done, and I think it'd be cool if he kept popping up as, like, a Force ghost in uh, uh, Daisy Ridley's movie that's coming up that's been announced. I think it'd be cool if he, like, still came back and was involved, but... Um, yeah, I prefer, I prefer a young actor just so they don't have to do the whole, I'm going to be robed and moody this whole time, or I'm going to look totally fake and weird. <clears throat>
1: oh, that's, that's a good point. In fact, you know, it's kind of funny when, uh, my wife and I watched Rogue One for the first time, uh, my wife didn't really know who Peter Cushing was and like, had no idea that he was an old actor from before. Oh, I had no idea yeah, that he yeah, was- yeah. So when when she we watched it, like I even asked her, Hey, how does that look on screen? Does that look good? And she's like, Yeah, it just looks like a, a regular old guy. Like, why are you asking me that? I'm yeah, like, No, yeah. no, no. It's, they actually digitally recreated a whole person. Mm-hmm. But then when she saw Leia at the very end, she she kind of was taken back a little bit, thinking, Oh, that looks a little off or a little yeah. weird. Yeah. At the time, was Karen, like, sure I just died. So uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think uh yeah, of Tarkin is the best CGI yeah. that they've done. Yeah. Uh, even even in Book of Boba Fett, the few Dinjarin episodes or Grogu episodes when he's with Luke, it like they improved it from the end of season two of The Mandalorian, but I still feel like, um, I still just feel like you can tell, you know, you can always, there's just something that's not quite there, and our our brains are too smart for it. So, I would just prefer them to recast.
1: Oh, okay. No, very good. That's an excellent point. Um, okay, and sticking with the, the Disney Plus shows, I mean, The Mandalorian has just been a huge like, hit for Disney Plus, which is really cool. Uh, <laughs> I've had the chance to talk to some other friends about it. Uh, for the most part, everyone seems to really, really enjoy it, even though I think maybe season three, some people were kind of like a little iffy on, uh, but I've enjoyed all three seasons and uh, Book of Boba Fett as well. So uh, the question I would just like to ask you, Austin, is uh, what has been your general impression of The Mandalorian show?
0: Uh, yeah, overall positive. Uh, I agree with your with your same diagnosis of it. Season two finale peaked for me, and I loved the Jedi connection. And was kind of bummed that Grogu wasn't going to be a Jedi, but it makes sense for that for that overall story, just because you know Din doesn't really work without Grogu, mm-hmm. um, at least what you know what the Din that they've given us. Um, and so because of that, I think. Season three kind of faltered a little bit. It felt a little lackluster, and that it was, it, it it didn't feel, it felt like it was looking for its purpose, if that makes sense. It felt like it was lack, it lacked direction until like the very end of the season. And the very end of the season, when, you know, when we're on Mandalore and uh, you've got, uh, what's his name? What was the bad guy's name in season oh, three? Uh, He's not, um, Karga.
1: Grandma um, uh, Gideon.
0: Yeah, Gideon. Um, yeah, all, when when you finally loop back to him, and you know, from like episode six on, I feel like episode three or season three really picked up. Mm-hmm. So, but I've I've really enjoyed it. You know, it's they're they're slower, a little more episodic at times, where it's like not not every episode ties into the overall story of the season, and that kind of slows things down for me. But I still really enjoy it.
1: Oh, okay, good. Very good. Uh, are you looking forward to the Ahsoka show? I mean, were you a fan of the Ahsoka <laughs> character from Clone Wars? Love, love, love the Ahsoka character.
0: Yeah, the okay, Ahsoka cool. show I think I'm more excited for mm-hmm. than I have been for any of the Disney Disney Star Wars shows. Um, I'm trying to think. There's just been the four seasons of The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett uh, being one of them, The Bad Batch, the season seven of The Clone Wars. Is that it so far? Oh, no, uh, Obi One. Obi. Oh yeah, yeah Obi One and the Rogue One.
1: Oh, Andor, Andor.
0: Andor. Andor. Yeah, 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 That's right. Okay, I was. I think I was more excited for Obi One, but Ahsoka's number two. Oh, okay. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super, super excited for Ahsoka. I'm. I'm really excited for hers because. It just, uh, I finally got around to watching Rebels last year mm-hmm. and was blown away. I thought Rebels was so much fun. The first season dragged a little bit, but dude, season two took off and all the Darth Vader stuff is super fun. And the Inquisitor introduction is really great. And all the characters are really awesome. All the force shenanigans they do with the Emperor and time travel and everything. And Ahsoka is great. And it? yeah, it's super fun. It's super, super fun. So I'm really excited for Ahsoka and the whole... um Thrawn story arc to be resolved or continued. We'll see.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, Like you, I mean, it was really cool to see the the Rebels characters in, in animated form. And now we have confirmation that for sure we're going to see Sabine and uh, and Hera both appear in the Ahsoka show. And it's kind of cool, too. They're kind of, I guess, keeping it in the family, as it were, because uh, uh Ewan McGregor's wife, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's playing Hera, which is kind of cool he plays Hera. Yeah, yeah that's way yeah. fun and then i mean zeb already appeared he was in season three of uh mandalorian yeah right? in and fact, digital creation for him was really well done as well
0: oh that was it was excellent i really loved zeb in in the in the few scenes he was in they also uh chopper has also been he's in rogue one
1: that's right that's for the right. uh for the quick quick eyed, you know they, they could catch him mm-hmm yeah, so this should be pretty cool. In fact, uh, when I talked to Fernando a few weeks ago about Star Wars also, he seemed to think that there's a possibility we might see Ezra. Uh, we'll finally maybe get some uh, uh, answers to what exactly happened to Ezra and Thrawn at the very end of uh, Rebels. So do you have any other theories that we might see? I mean, I guess maybe it's diving maybe a little too much into spoilers, but anything you'd like to think might would happen in the Ahsoka show?
0: Yeah, I I know nothing from the Thrawn novels. Uh-huh. Uh, only what like YouTubers have talked about in their like breakdown videos. And in that case, you know, I watch, I watch new rock stars for their, for their breakdowns.
1: Um, I like them too. That's a really cool channel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Voss is awesome. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't know plot wise what's going to happen. And I don't, I don't know what, where they went, but I love the reference to the, to those little like hyperspace whales. Um, in season three, of The Mandalorian, when they there's just like a really quick scene where he and Din and Grogu are like flying in hyperspace, and they, you, it yeah, uh, yeah, it was super cool. It was like a uh, um a Prince of Egypt moment when they're like walking in the parted sea, and they can like see the whale flying next to them. That yeah, was super cool. But uh, I had no idea what Thrawn's doing because I don't know if Thrawn is force sensitive or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to see him and to see Ezra. Because uh, we get a glimpse of him in the trailer, actually, in in the holocron, someone's holding. I think Kara might be holding it, or Sabine. But you like see him, but a lot of I didn't register for me at first. It was in the breakdown that I finally realized that it was Ezra. So, um, yeah, I can't really answer your question, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens with Ezra and Thrawn.
1: Okay, yeah. Sometimes I think it might be better to go in with fresh eyes. Like, uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, I did an episode talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I think I, I knew maybe a little too much going into it. So uh, uh, it could sometimes take you out of the experience a little bit when you do know. like, Or or you suspect something's going to happen, and then it doesn't, and it's kind of weird. So, yeah. yeah, that might be a better way of going about uh, watching. We're preparing to watch something.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. I agree with that. I think that's why I loved. Volume three so much is because I went in with like zero expectation and I'd only seen the trailers. I hadn't watched any breakdown stuff. I was like, I just want to, I just want to experience it and have fun with it. So.
1: Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, man. Very good. Uh, yeah. So I think there's a lot to look forward to as far as like what they're going to be doing for the future. In fact, uh, so I was reading in a, a a news article, I think it was last week or it might have been the week before, where apparently Natalie Portman was being interviewed and they were asking her about potentially returning to Star Wars. And she said she would love to do it. Uh, but the, technically, nobody's asked her to. But as we see, I mean, they've been they've gone back to, you know, do an Obi-Wan show and now we're getting the Ahsoka show, sometimes doing uh, storylines from the past or sometimes present day or into the future or however you want to look at it. So I was kind of curious from from your point of view, Austin, who would you like to see get their own Disney project, whether it's a movie or a show from the Star Wars universe?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Oh, man, Um is it okay if I answer with a few? With a few? Oh, take think, think
1: as many as you like. Yeah. Let's
0: <laughs> go. Okay. With I forgot about uh, Tales of the Jedi. I haven't seen season two yet, mm-hmm. but season one was super fun. Oh no. Um, well,
1: they, I believe at ahead. Star Wars Celebration they announced the season two, but it hasn't released yet. So I think it's just the Correct. first. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm I'm thinking Visions is what I'm oh, thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars Visions. There is the a season two of Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Uh, I loved all those. I haven't seen season two yet. Tales of the Jedi the episodes that got me most excited even though it was like super low stakes like in the, nothing it was just narrating a few things that went assumed between episodes So it was stuff that we already knew happened like Yaddle dying but it was cool to see it mm-hmm. and I loved the Count Dooku Qui-Gon Jinn interactions in Tales of the Jedi and I would love to get more on Qui-Gon. I think Qui-Gon is one of, my, one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. And then keeping to the prequels, I'll, I would also love to see some Mace Windu stuff just cause he, Samuel L. Jackson's great. And I love his Jedi being just such a brute force lightsaber wielder. He just is so strong, which is really fun. Um, We're getting an Ahsoka show that I'm excited about. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's about it. O- Obi Wan, you know, I'd love to see another season of Obi Wan, but we got. I feel like they went pretty high stakes in his. I don't know if they would do another season because of how high stakes the first season was. I feel like to to ju- to play it to repeat that would be or to try and one up it would might get a little crazy. But yeah, I think those three Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Mace. Qui Gon being number one because I, him and Count Dooku, I think are some of the coolest characters in the prequels where they're so like gray they're so middle ground and both of them like part of me thinks that Qui-Gon might have been on Count Dooku's side and could have possibly turned to the dark side Mm -hmm. with him had he not passed had he not been slain so anyways
1: now it's an interesting uh plot point to consider because if you remember in Attack of the Clones uh uh, dooku was explaining to to obi-wan that you know qui-gon knew all about the corruption in the senate so like yep. you, know, you could have seen that you know he he lived long enough he could have seen more of what dooku had seen and just realized hey i mean i don't like the way things are going out and then if you give someone the right push i mean you don't you don't know where the, what's going to happen to them
0: <laughs> yeah totally totally and that's yeah there's so much unknown because of qui-gon's death and i think it'd be cool to like pick George Lucas's brain about that. But anyways, uh-huh. yeah. So that's a that's a good question. I if I thought about it more, I bet I could come up with a few other characters that I'm really excited about. But they've for the most part, everything that they've explored has been really, really fun. Andor was super exciting and uh Boba Fett has been great. So
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. So another question I wanted to ask you in regards to uh, the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm. I know since you you technically live out of state in Utah, you haven't really had much chance to come back home to California. But I was curious if you've had had the opportunity to visit the Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland.
0: I have, luckily, just this past oh. Uh, spring. I
1: oh, cool. with,
0: uh With all my cousins.
1: Oh, awesome. Awesome.
0: It was, yeah, it was... It was super cool, dude. I, the video, I just went the second because it's like the shift is pretty obvious. It's like, okay, you're crossing in from whatever other section of the park to Galaxy's Edge. Uh-huh. And I pulled out my phone and recorded for like the next three minutes and was just walking around, holding my phone, looking at everything, taking it all in. Um, really cool, immersive, like ambient atmospheric music and, and sounds playing over the speakers. Uh, I wanted to buy so much merch there. It was like, they had like a Pazak deck or maybe it was Sabak. Sorry. Pazak is from the Knights of the Old Republic video game. Mm -hmm. They had, they had Sabak decks you could buy. They had the cantina was super cool. And just like the whole vibe of the cantina was really fun. The employees were super into the like role-playing their characters and my only gripe about it was that, understandably, you know, Disney makes an investment in buying this Lucasfilm brand. They make they pour even more money into a trilogy. Obviously, they're going to make their Star Wars land focused around the trilogy that they've created. It makes sense, but I really wish they would have made it in like I think they could have made a really cool like Kashyyyk style land. Mm-hmm. which would have been really cool and just had a bunch of people in Wookiee suits walking around and <laughs> just like doing the, doing the Wookiee growl and everything which would have been really fun. A, a tattooing one, a Tatooine one on um most nicely would have been super cool. Just like lean into the desert theme of it and like make all the cool little water evaporators and the cool little huts and everything. And there's still cantinas there. So we were talking we were spitballing a ton of ideas. Like they could, they could have done so many cool prequel or original trilogy locations that I think would have gotten a lot of really hardcore Star Wars fans felt super excited about it. But um, what they did do was still really a good homage to it. And I think it was really fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed your time uh, that going there and I'm glad that you got to go with the cousins. It's really cool to hear you yeah. spend time with the family and stay close to each other, which is really, really cool. Uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, to be honest, it's, uh, I mean, the Bok 2 looks really fantastic. I mean, really detailed. In fact, if they ever wanted to mm-hmm. actually incorporate it into, like, uh, current Star Wars canon, they could easily just close down the that section of the park and, and film on set. Yeah, yeah.
0: Really they cool. could film there easily, yeah. which, is, which is like a, a, a testament to the production designers that put that all together. Like, props to the people that put that section of the park together
1: because it really could double as a film set. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I do agree that it would have been cool to see more of like uh the Star Wars we grew up with and loved. Like, you know, Kashik, that's a great example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cloud City. I think I would have loved to see like a replica best of like, uh, your best friend, Yeah. That would
0: have yeah. been so cool, dude. That's such a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Cloud City would have been dope.
1: Yeah. Or even like, you know, an Ewok treehouse. In fact, I mean they're still not too late. They could actually <laughs> take down the the Tarzan treehouse and do an Ewok treehouse. They thing.
0: could. They could. They could make a, a <laughs> little Endor, a little section of Endor there. That would have been dope
1: yeah yeah but it is what it is i still think the experience was fun uh the times that Absolutely. I got to with my family,
0: so. yeah yeah rise of the resistance is, a, is one of the most unique rides and the fact that it's like a 25 minute ride is like fascinating to me just like thinking about how long that that ride was but so fun and then the millennium falcon i'm never going to forget jumping to hyperspace that is just like <laughs> the coolest feeling in, in the world yeah. is pulling the hyperspace lever down so much fun
1: yeah, yeah, and then beginning to, to see an actual like life-size replica of the Millennium Falcon is really awesome. It's like a you know nerd dream come true. Yeah, to take pictures in yeah. front of it and, and get to be cool. inside and take a picture in front of a uh, I don't know what you call that like space chess, whatever the game uh, R two and Chewbacca play.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't tell you the name either. But space chess sounds great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, so it's it's always great with Star Wars because there's so much to talk about and so much cool stuff that's coming out. It is true that some of the newer stuff has been kind of hit or miss, I mean, with the, the sequel trilogy, but for those who enjoy it, awesome and great. Uh, but for the most part, I think the material we've gotten for entertainment has been really, really good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, very cool, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of all the talking points that I had, Austin. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up about Star Wars? Any questions you might have had for me?
0: Yeah, I was curious what if you had to rank all 9 episodes excluding Solo and Rogue One, how would how would you order them from best to worst? I'd I'd love to know your perspective on that.
1: Oh, that's an excellent question. Okay, so um, I, I talked about this uh, with my buddy last week because uh, we were doing an episode talking about the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. As a young kid, I absolutely loved Return of the Jedi. But yeah. as an adult now, I think like my my tastes have t- changed a little bit, and I actually would mm-hmm. pick Empire as the best Star Wars movie. Empire Strikes cool, Back. Cool. Uh, after that, I would probably pick uh, Return of the Jedi at number two um i mean you said just the the episode at movies so uh if that weren't the case i probably would throw in rogue one at number three but we're not we're not going to count that one we'll just do the episodes so uh number three i think i put in revenge of the Sith. yes third favorite uh after revenge of the Sith, i think i would put in uh a new hope at number four and then after that probably uh uh attack of the clones at five and then uh phantom menace at six and then so so sorry for those who love the the sequel trilogy i put all three of those at the very bottom uh so force awakens and then rise of skywalker and then last jedi is the the very last one so sorry yeah
0: (laughs) dude no it's all good i love it i i'm a super similar order to you so that's okay that's great
1: very cool so what would you pick as your favorite star wars movie then
0: um I'm i'm a diehard revenge of the
1: sith oh very cool very cool
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that one. I think I'd have that one, number one. And then Empire, number two. Return. Return number three. And then it might... Yeah, New Hope, number four. Uh, Phantom, number five. Force Awakens, number six. Attack of the Clones, number seven. Last Jedi, number eight. And then Rise of Skywalker, number nine.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, when 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 we when we rewatched the all three trilogies. Um. I, I, I think I came to respect Ryan Johnson a little more as a filmmaker, and was like, okay, he made decisions I didn't agree with, mm-hmm. but I think he made a better movie than J. J. Abrams did in the Rise of Skywalker. I think Rise of Skywalker was a hot mess. Um. But both of them were worse than the attack of the clones
1: for sure <laughs> attack of the clones wasn't as bad as either of those movies so yeah good stuff no, not very interesting you know what i kind of had the same feelings because one time at a family gathering with my in-laws they wanted to watch the movie knives out and i was like it's oh, a ryan johnson movie i don't want to watch that yeah. he's terrible yeah. He ruined yeah. star wars but uh to be <laughs> honest the movie actually was pretty enjoyable so uh, I guess it depends on your sensibilities. I mean, like, uh, yes, he he can make a good movie, but uh, but yeah, I didn't really care for the Last Jedi. So it was like yeah,
0: maybe- no, I I definitely feel that, especially him killing off killing off Luke. That just is the worst decision they made. Mm-hmm. I can understand, you know, killing off Han. Harrison Ford is pretty. He doesn't want to be Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, but killing off Luke, I'm just like, man, he's he, he didn't have to make him the main character. You could have had him be like this sage wise yoda figure kind of in in the sequel trilogy and i I was super bummed that they didn't uh they didn't incorporate him more
1: yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, even though I would rank all three of the the sequel trilogy movies at the very bottom as far as like your preference, uh, I am intrigued as to what they would potentially do now for uh, a Ray movie moving forward if they are going to jump ahead into the future yeah. and establish the Jedi Order. So that that concept is very intriguing to me. And to be honest, I think Daisy Ridley's is a, a great actress. I mean, I don't think it was yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I am interested. I'm interested in seeing what they do with with uh, with that movie and that character.
0: Me too. And I think original reports when they finally, when they brought all the three filmmakers out on stage, when they brought Dave Filoni, um, the guy that made Ford v. Ferrari and is doing the current the Indiana Jones, I forget his name. Uh-huh. Um, And the female director that I forget her name as well, she worked on Ms. Marvel, I think. Anyways, when they brought those three directors out onto stage and were like announcing those three movies, really excited about Filoni's. I thought that uh, the indiana jones director's pitch about like the birth of the force was kind of cool and like jumping millennia into the future or mm-hmm. millennia um and then when they said it'll the daisy ridley's you know it'll jump 15 years into the future and be about her making the jedi order and i just was like that guys, that was that's your pitch for episode seven right there like that's what episode seven should have been with luke yeah and then you you know you introduce a new band of characters through who he's training, mm-hmm. and I just was so bummed. I think I, I tweeted that out. I was like, this this, this should have been episode seven, and instead it it's episode ten, and it's going to be so dumb. But but I got to give it the benefit of. The, I haven't seen the trailer yet, so well, once I see a trailer, I can uh, start judging it a little bit better.
1: Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> oh, very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that was all the talking points I had. If there's anything else that you'd want to bring up or discuss. Uh, no dude that, that, that's great okay, I, just, awesome.
0: I, love, I love chatting Star Wars So,
1: oh very cool so Austin thank you so much for joining me tonight it's always great to catch up with family and see that you and your family are doing well and then of course just geek out about Star Wars stuff yeah. and uh, there's lots of cool projects down the pipeline so I'm looking forward to that and if you're interested I'd love to have you back on the show just talk about a variety of topics it seems like we have a, quite a bit in common that we can actually touch on <laughs> yeah dude
0: anything Star Wars I'm, I'm good to chat about Star
1: Wars, Marvel, DC. Good stuff. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, Austin, thank you for joining me on the Catching for Fun podcast, and uh, thank you to all the listeners. All right, have a good night, everybody.